From the Bills' famous cheese spread studios in the downstairs pub, the Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. From behind the master control desk in the aforementioned downstairs pub, my name is Travis Carter. I will be your host and moderator for this evening. Over my right shoulder at the high top table is the big fellow, the tuna country Matt Kempf, and bellied up to the bar, a man many believe is responsible for the dawning of the age of Aquarius. The fabulous one, Freddie Benders. This is, uh, this is my favorite version of Freddie right here. Wearing red and black and an ACC shirt. ACC. ACC. I should be wearing a big glove shirt, but the ACC, you know, you know what we're doing this weekend. We I'm putting shoes plan. in the bed of my truck on the way up to Indianapolis. Waving a big ACC flag <laughs> as we travel. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to get some blood. <laughs> yeah, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, one of these days we can get this thing uh, video, you know, where people can see it. Because I think uh, people would really get a kick out of uh, Fred's attire tonight. <laughs> For sure. We It's great to be back tonight It's great to be here uh, recording um, As always we are on social media uh, On Twitter at BlockoutPod Type in Blockout Sports Pod In your Facebook search engine um, I really wanted to start this week <clears throat> just quickly uh talking about uh something that we had touched on last week uh you know we have started our um our blockout sports pod fantasy football league and uh i was just there's 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 four people down here in the uh in the in the studio tonight uh myself of course uh tuna the fabulous one and uh, Jody over on the whiteboard, um, fellas, uh, how did we do in 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 week one of uh, fantasy and in, in the uh, blockout sports pod fantasy football league? Freddie, you want to go first? Uh, well, uh, when when I saw that my Jets D was projected for four fantasy points, I, was, <laughs> I proclaimed immediately on the group chat. Two. Who did you get beat by? Colin. <laughs> you know what? At one point, I was two points away, and then Josh Allen made his run all the way down the field, and then I started losing points. So that's what hurt the interception. I was like, I think I'm gonna win. I think I'm gonna win. No. Uh, Tuna, how did you do this week? 
That's pretty good. That's pretty, I would say that's pretty good. Yep. Um, and then about four plays into his series, my starting quarterback disintegrated. Oh. Um, Ooh. I'm no doctor, so he's a huge thing. Oh, ouch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, And uh, Jody, off the mic, how did you do? <laughs> he says, go back to Texas, Johnny. So that must mean he lost. Um, Can I say one thing on my team? Please, uh, please. signed a big contract. His name's Graham Gano. He was my kicker. And uh, by the way, I'm not, blaming, so, I'm not blaming this on anyone other than the idiot kicker that missed both <laughs> of his field goals. Uh, got me negative two, and that's why I lost. Uh, uh, y'all signed him, Giants, with your 40 uh, uh, nothing uh, ass whooping and two missed field goals. Um, so a quick... A uh, a quick rundown uh, of uh, the standings after week one. Josh, Jimmy, Johnny, Colin, and your host and moderator are all one and zero. Freddie, Martin, Tuna, Jody, and Greg are all zero and one. Now that is will obviously change as the season goes on, but it was. Yes, please. That's right. The there's no there's no yeah. question about that. Yeah, I know we'll get into the NFL towards the, the uh, end after college, but Rick is fantastic. Um, right. Um, and speaking of teams that... Uh, <laughs> speaking of teams that didn't necessarily live up to what we might have hoped, um, Fred... Fred, your uh, your Alabama Crimson Tide um, against Texas when it was a uh, you know awesome atmosphere. Uh, you know, I was pumped to watch the game, and they just never seemed to kind of get things. The thing about Alabama <clears throat> for years and years is that even when they start not necessarily well, I always expect, especially at home, I always expect them to, you know, put a couple of drives together. Uh, you know, the games, I was convinced the game was going to the final possession until late in the ball game, just because I'm conditioned to think that. But Fred, uh, nobody follows the Crimson Tide closer than you. And I know you have thoughts on the game. So, uh, Please let us know what you thought watching that. Well, I have many thoughts now. I, 
stuff. But, uh, you know, you, you have a, a pass offensive coordinator come in, Sarkeesian, and it's weird. He loses games in the, in the Big 12 here and there. But, man, when him and Pippen come to town or you go there, offensive coordinators that play for us, they know our defense well. Uh, even if he didn't, and I know we have different coaches and stuff, but, man, he played us like a fiddle, like Charlie Daniels. From the first play of the game and on, I was like, he's got us on our heels already. Uh, two of their touchdowns were when we had two freshmen come out. Uh, I think they were on a cover two touchdown. Uh, he just played us. I mean, we, we were going up and down. They ran the ball, like Herbst has said, just enough to do well with the run game. But uh, obviously Ewers was fantastic. His, shot, his uh, balls were on the money. The wide receivers <laughs> were great. And then if you really want to get down to it, it really all comes down to the trenches. We were beaten in every facet of the game, except the kicking game, uh, which is embarrassing enough to say they missed one <laughs> and they didn't do it. And we made all of ours. So we do have an All-American kicker, but what sucks is we don't need him. <laughs> we're bad enough. Uh, that we can't keep a game close. But here's here's the thing that goes on with Bam. I, enough to say he's jotted down here that I saw when I watched it for the uh, second time. Uh, Why did you put yourself through this? Uh, you know, the, for, here's, here's a big kicker. Texas, you know what they averaged on first down in the game? Eight yards. Eight yards wow. on first down. When you're averaging eight yards on first down, you were literally Unbelievable. Uh, we had put no pressure on the quarterback. 
pressure on Quick and yours, you're not going to win. Uh, we had pressure on ours. We looked confused. Uh, I thought we would put our other quarterback in if there's such a big controversy. Uh, and, and, he, and we made our choice the week of the game. Well, if one is not playing well, why don't you put the other one in? Well, then I answer the question, you got to have a scrambling quarterback if their defense is in the backfield the whole time. That's exactly what I was <laughs> I mean, about what to are you going to do? So, I think Saban knew maybe even going into the game we were in trouble already. <laughs> and uh, luckily it's a non-conference opponent, but 73, ga- 73 straight games leading at home in the fourth quarter. That streak snapped. 57 game regular season snapped. You saw all the streaks that were snapped. Uh, 21 games at home. Like Travis said, it's just normally we will usually make that push. I think the craziest stat of all, and I'll end with that because I can go on and on forever, but Nick Saban, since he's been in Alabama, uh, basically has never, uh, what was the stat too that they came out with? He's never lost by double digits in the fourth quarter in his career coaching in Alabama. That's, that's a pretty in, in, insane stat. First, one point, I think they said it was his career, but I think it's just at Alabama. Uh, and you know he's been there a long time. But uh, kudos to the Texas Longhorns. They played great. Uh, I know I was on my SEC kick uh, this past week, and I was really on it because we were playing tough teams, and we lost to a tough team. Uh, I'm sure as we go on into some of the games this past week, we'll find out that we kind of evened out. But uh, that's all I got to say, man. Suck it up. I've got uh, my biggest takeaway from that game was something that I haven't seen from an Alabama team in a long time was, and you touched on it, Fred, was getting pumped at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Right. Like, they, offensive and defensive. And and Milrow had no time. And here's another thing. You guys have, have been blessed. Alabama has been so blessed with some of the best wide receivers, probably 10 of the top wide and receivers. And quarterbacks, for that matter. To come through there. Well, quarterbacks, Matt like, Jones, you can go through Bryce and say, Jones. like, you know, Greg McElroy and well, AJ Coker and Coker, they were game managers. Yeah, I'm saying, like, but I'm talking about I know you're, Bryce a, big, Jones, I know you're Mike, a big Brody Coyle guy. <laughs> no, but Mike Jones, yeah. uh, Tua, and all that, they can get us out of, but the, even, out of that trouble. Even in a time frame of that. Alabama has always controlled the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, and they have been able to run the ball at will and get pushes. And we're not seeing that. But none of the wide receivers out there could get any separation. No separation. Right. Like, I can agree with you on Sark um, coming in and knowing how to exploit Saban's defense. Like, that makes sense to me. I get it. But But how you could not have a game plan against that Texas defense with all the athletes, I'm not buying that these guys are not athletes. These are these are cream of the crop. I, I think I think but, there might be some growing pains here with Tommy Reese. Oh, I think so. Let me ask you a question. Where were where at, at the beginning of the game we were running the ball mm-hmm. fairly decent. That's, yeah. And and dude, this happens to Bama games all the time lately. The last even with Bryce Young, we abandoned the run so early. It drives me nuts. Bear Bryant's rolling in his grave every time they do that. Like, I don't, this year there was supposed to be 
man, you know, you heard in the in the uh, Middle Tennessee State game or Middle Tennessee that uh, our offensive line is bigger than any offensive line in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So what? They couldn't block anybody. No. That doesn't mean they have good technique. I mean, Not our center. They don't know how to play together. How about our center all over the hiking the ball on the ground at least nine times? The ball hit the ground. He couldn't even. And th- you know what that means? That means he's worried about this guy coming at him yeah. before he gets set. Yeah, I mean, well, offensive line is the unit on the team that has to know what each individual moving part is doing. Right. They have to have unison with each other, and those guys were not in any no. sort of toe together no. at all. No. They Pass were scattered. They were all over are, the place. Right. They're right. reactionary more than anything. Right. Pass protection is different than run blocking, and we quit running it. And I mean early. I'm not saying quit running it if it isn't working. But I can't believe that they abandoned the run so early in the first quarter. Um, I'll tell you another thing. On defense, if you want to switch it around, Tuna, we had six pressures and zero sacks. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, that's just horrible. I know. Hey, what happened to the corner blitzes? Like, we don't have any corners that can come in and be creative and do a corner blitz. I mean, I know they were throwing it deep, but if you don't put pressure on a quarterback, I just don't – especially when he's hot and you get confidence, he's going to pick you apart. Uh, on the other side of the ball, I don't understand why we're not uh, – why, why, I mean, wh- where's these uh, wide receiver slants? Why was Milrow looking deep down the field every time? No wonder they didn't get open. You've got to try to get them open and make adjustments and have them come off these little – uh, a little slant or something I like that to get them the ball and let them Milrow, do their thing. It comes down to two things. He didn't feel comfortable in the backfield, and two, he rushed it. He didn't. He didn't right. go through any. You could tell that he, he oh he never he never looked at the he, no at, at two or three at all. No, no, no. no. So I don't know. That's something they're going to work on. Or we they're just look unprepared, and and they look prepared. We got out coached. There's mm-hmm. no other way to say it. We got out played and out coached. For sure, uh, I, I, there's really nothing else uh, you can say that you can say about it. Uh, I don't think we jump off the bridge yet. Um, Saban uh, is still, you know, the second best coach in all of college football. Um, I do think that the, looking at all the games, especially this past week, and I know it's early, but and and like I said, when I got on my SEC pick last week, I was saying that we're at least playing teams. You know, uh, as we get into some of these games that happen this this week, you're gonna we're gonna find out that uh, some of our some of uh, it's it's I've never seen it more wide open than it ever has been. Do you agree? This year, what I'm saying, Ohio, everything. It really is. I mean, except for Georgia, who plays nobody. They still have a quarterback that is brand new. They've got to get used I, to I, Georgia's does not look impressive. I sent a text to you guys right. last week or over I the mean, games. I said, I'm going to say it now. Georgia's overrated. What about Ohio State? I don't think their quarterback looks that no, great. No, their They're offensive line even looks got. bad. And, and you've got other teams like Colorado, and all these teams are catching up with everybody. Michigan may be the most sound team. Uh, of course, Sam has played anybody uh, either. I put them right in the same boat with Georgia. But – there is a lot of good teams out there and a lot of teams that used to be really good that are average 
right now, or a little above average. Um, Florida State's looking better. Florida better. State looks tough, and I know you were off on their quarterback no, and yeah. their team, but you've got to look at them and say they're one of the hottest teams well, out I'm, there. I'm looking at their schedule, and it's winnable. Clemson is not great. No, I, I still feel like there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot to grow there with Clemson. Yeah, yeah. They I are. mean, they really are. I was laughing at them in a game. Now I feel just like them. Yeah. I started eating pizza Saturday night. a boy. <laughs> <laughs> but but look at look at some, let's get into some of the games. Uh, is that all right, Travis? Sure. I mean, Mississippi or uh, Texas A&M. That was a big game at Miami. Miami spanked them, but good. You want to talk about another lost team on all facets facets of the uh, of the game? They lost in everything. Line of scrimmage, offense and defense. Uh, Miami was by far the better team in that one. Um, you know, uh, Vandy gets beat by Wake Forest. <laughs> what do you think I'm wearing my ACC shirt for, baby? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but Bama loses the Big Twelve. Then then Auburn goes to Cal, beats them. Ole Miss. Uh, they didn't look good versus uh, Tulane, but I give Tulane a lot of credit. They gave them some really crazy uh, looks and things. I don't know if you had time to watch that one. I did watch that uh, one. Yeah, but I, you know, I'll tell you a team that looks good in the, in the SEC that I that I've been that I talked about early on, Mississippi State. I know they played Arizona and the game went into overtime, but I do like what they're doing. Um, but but I mean. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oregon beats a good uh, a team. Texas Tech team. And you, we knew that game was going to be tough. Yeah, and I was going to say, that game saved my Saturday evening to where I could turn that Bama-Texas shit show off <laughs> and, and yeah. actually watch competitive football. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks to the Red Raiders for coming out was, fired up. I mean, yeah. That was a, they took that L, and, and they came out just fired up. So that was, Don't forget we were leaving that time and did lose 34-24. What a blowout. You could tell. <laughs> we just covered it. it you could tell by watching it that, that how it lopsided that game But look was. at uh, North Carolina. They, you know, and they go into overtime against App State. App State Another. has their number, man. Which, uh, shout out to Colin. Uh, I mentioned it on our group text last week. He told me he thought that that was the, the yeah, goofiest line that. of the week. He thought App State might win the game outright, but he knew it was going to be tight. I that. And I wish I would have listened to him and bet on it. Um, I tell you what, how about uh, old Satterfield? Of course, with it, not with his own players. This is this is vintage Satterfield. He's playing with. He's got a lot of guys players. from Louisville. Like the, the best, like Braden Smith's up there. But he, he Henry Jones hit. is probably one of the most surprising. I feel like he's been in college. He, I, he was at Florida 15 yeah, years ago. Yeah. How has he got any eligibility going right now? I mean, he goes to Pitt. And, oh, I have no idea. He's on his I, fifth I mean, COVID he's year. Be, uh, is, I, is it the Florida, same one or is it his own? No, I think it's him. I, I do think it's him. <laughs> I thought it was a great win for Cincinnati. And yeah. I and, and yeah. I found myself, uh, for whatever reason, I was rooting like hell for Cincinnati uh, in the fourth quarter of that game. I It was a fun game to watch. Uh, it had a lot of ebbs and flows and ups and downs and who knows what the uh long-term scenario is going to be for Satterfield but I would I mean he's off to a pretty pretty damn good start there love like hell to get them back on the schedule uh, we got some open spots now because the 
cowards up in Bloomington bought out of the contract. I lame. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's yeah. lame. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I said it last week. It was might have been the lock of the year. There was no way they were going to be able to score with them, and that's just that's just the facts as they are right now. Well, Vegas ain't going to give us no more Colorado giddens. No. No, that's over with. No, no, they are not. Nebraska has really struggled from a quarterback standpoint. Uh, I mean, even when, uh, ever since uh, Scott Frost was there. <laughs> They they just haven't been good at quarterback and it continues. Tommy Frazier got any chance? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I wanted to quickly before we talk about any other games, and I I know Fred is very disappointed as a Bama fan, uh, the way that the that the Bama game ended. But did anyone have a worse week than Michigan State fans? Um. If you haven't heard, well, and I was going to talk about that because uh, I'm sure most people that are listening to this are in tune with sports and know that uh, their coach Mel Tucker, who had signed a ridiculous ninety-plus million-dollar contract, um, got himself into a little bit of trouble. I'm not going to get into the. I mean. If you haven't read about it, read the USA Today article about it. Um, it's a difficult read. I mean, <clears throat> at at one level, <clears throat> at one level, it's it's humorous that they've gotten themselves into this position, but nothing about the actual situation is funny. It's 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 terrible, and. Uh, this guy has probably cost himself, although I saw his statement uh, later on in the week, and he's clearly angling to try to at least get some of the money that is laid out there on the table with the things that he's saying, but it's going to be a long, protracted, drawn-out, it's going to go to court, um, and Michigan State now finds themselves in a uh, complete state of flux when I think a lot of their fans were feeling okay about the way that this season was going. They have a huge game on Saturday against my Washington Huskies. Um, I hear that they, they have elevated one of their assistants to interim head coach and they brought D'Antonio back as a, as an associate coach, uh, 
well, I think a lot of people there do. I mean, the stability that he brought there. Uh, he took them to a college football. Yes, and, and yeah. people, yeah, yeah. like, if you go on, like, the Michigan State, uh, you know, the message boards and stuff, I didn't really realize this, but I'm not sure that there's a team in the United States that has a more inflated idea about where they are as a college football team than Michigan State does. If you read their their message boards line by line by line by line, I mean, you would think you were reading about Alabama or Georgia or or, or teams like this. I mean, these guys. Well, and, 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 you know, fans are crazy and fan and fans are stupid, but, but, uh, I am extremely interested not only in Saturday's game, which I already was interested in with Washington coming to Michigan state, uh, but to see how they, uh, play the rest of the season and what is obviously the big 10 West is awful. The Big Ten East, I think, is shaping up to be pretty damn good. And, uh, again, I hope Michigan State sucks and they lose every game for the rest of the year, including when they play Indiana again. Um, What do you guys, like, what is your, like I said, we're not going to get into the ins and outs and the details of this, but what do you think Michigan State's, kind of like what they should look for for the rest of the year like what are they what do they need to do to kind of solidify this thing and not let it go up because don't you think that this is something that could really set them back no no i mean i know it's way bigger than anything that happened northwest but way bigger i mean you know this involves way more i mean I mean, it's, it's, you, you can't compare them, but they're both bad things. They are. Hell, Northwestern's winning. I mean, uh, well, I mean, they're, not, they're not that good, but they're... Uh, they beat UTEP. I know, I get it, but they're, they're going on. I, I don't know how... I don't know how that... D'Antonio coming in is a huge... Like Tuna said, I think the uh, I think the biggest thing is... They got out from underneath a $90 million contract. That's what I'm saying here. With Michigan State, if I'm a Michigan State fan, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, this is not a program issue. This is a person issue. This is, we had a head coach that, that screwed, that, that was, this is just an awful decision by him. It's stupid too, man. But, um. But nationally, nationally coming off of the, coming off of the Nasser stuff and the stuff that happened with their basketball program. Just a, like five years ago? Uh, probably three. I think we're in a bit of a microwave yeah. society where that's kind of... I mean, there's probably a lot of people out there, Travis, as sad as it is, that don't even remember the Nasser stuff. Yeah, well, um, it's more com- connected to the Olympics. Well, but it's part of a, a athletic department for a university. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, people saying, well, this, this was obviously known about at Michigan State, but he oh, was successful yeah, yeah. and they... Michigan State football, which is the main focal point here, is uh, they're going to be fine. 
if I'm a fan, I'm excited because we can move on from Mel Tucker. We're not trapped into this contract. Um, I mean, they haven't been. They haven't been. They can attract decent coaches. Uh, I mean, honestly, they haven't been good. Though, well, don't you think that? Uh, well, it was two years ago that when, when he got his contract, and, and they they were really good when they had Kenneth Walker. Yeah, yeah. They were an excellent team. Yeah. And, and, and before that, like D'Antonio took them there, and then uh, before that, it was. I mean, they, they, they've had. Uh, Well, don't you think that it that it sets up perfect with uh, the disgruntled Alabama fans to to bring (laughs) to bring the prodigal son back to East Lansing and have Nick Saban (laughs) now have Nick Saban carousing the sidelines again at Spartan Stadium. I think it sets up perfectly. What say you, Fred? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got a better chance of keeping it. Don't forget, Mel Tucker coached Alabama and has a couple championships. Sure, right. Well, you know what? The room of shame ain't helping nobody. That was when they, that was when they gave Tucker yeah, the big contract because they they beat the holy hell out of Michigan and the boosters came in and said this is a. You have to be in the SEC, number one. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a game changer, and the way Sam Hartman manages the game with that, they're going to be a tough out, man. Like that's uh, and and we'll get through this I had week. Him in my playoff, and I never had Bama in the playoff. After this week, we'll go into the week four matchups, but it's an insane matchup day in college football. Great games throughout. Oh, week for four. sure, week four. And in my opinion, it's headlined with Notre Dame and Ohio State. Yeah. 
sure. Easily. Easily. That's uh, that's what we find out. I think that was the last game I was going to talk about. Who missed your last week? week four? <laughs> 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 well, I, uh, Northwestern. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I want to just start uh, just kind of piggyback on what we were just talking about with Michigan State. Uh, Washington does come into Spartan Stadium on Saturday. Five o'clock, I believe, is the start time. Um, I already felt like Washington was going to blow them out of the water. Now, I do think that... 16-point I do think that it's an interesting dynamic. You know, does does Michigan State rally around the fallen coach? Do the fan? I don't think it matters. I think Washington is way better than them. I think Mike Penix. I mean, when he was at Indiana, when he was healthy, he dominated that team. I think Washington comes in there and just beats the brakes off of them. But I'm very much looking forward to that game. Uh, that's that's the game uh, besides the obvious Indiana-Louisville game, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. That's the game I'm most looking forward to. I'm interested to see how Michigan State bounces back, and I'm interested to see how Washington kind of uh, has to refocus and, you know, put blinders on and say it doesn't matter what the noise is. We got to come into this stadium and play our best football, and uh, I think they will. Okay, I'm gonna answer your question. What makes Michigan? Hold on, State, I'll, I'll, let's talk about well, this. Michigan State. You wanted to know what made them, what, how they're on my radar. You're gonna play for a Big Ten championship. Kill this beautiful diatribe that Travis. No, I'm not killing. We're still talking about State. Washington and okay. Michigan State. Okay. I'm just. I want to answer your question. Win a Big Twelve, a Big Ten championship. Get in the game. It's not Ohio State, Michigan every single time. Or not Ohio State, Michigan. I know they have to play each other, but you well, know Penn what I'm State's saying? always Penn on your State's radar. Always in there. They're always on your radar, and they haven't won anything. So, um, but I hate sitting here taking up for Michigan State. You always make week after week. You have me sitting here taking up for a team that I don't <laughs> because you just blatantly disrespect them like they're used. You took you took up for Virginia Tech in this damn game last week. <laughs> Yes, you did last week. Oh. But Travis, I agree. No, that. I'm saying it's got to be it's scary whenever you're playing a team that loses their head coach. Right. Because and the players always rally, and it's dangerous. Especially that first game. That it's that first game. Play. I know that that is a tough place to play there. I, never I do know it. that. Because you're going to sit in the same place and say, no, my radar is fucking well, <laughs> I've been to two games there. And? I mean, the two games I was there, Indiana was terrible, so I can't tell you. I can't tell you whether it was tough to play there or not. I only <laughs> ran into them one time and beat them in the playoffs, uh, forty to seven. So that's the only time. I've well, they must have been on your radar then, Fred. They were definitely on my radar. Um. So, uh, besides that game, uh, what? Uh, and I know that there's not a great slate of, you know, top 25 matchups this week, but what other games uh, are on you guys' radar is something that 
you're interested in, uh, re- re- <clears throat> either from a gambling standpoint or just something that you think might be a competitive, entertaining game? Mm. I'm not going to go heavy on this, but I feel like I am going to sprinkle a little bit on the home underdog. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm going to feel good about it. Yeah. Um, I might even add it into a few parlays, but I don't I think that's circle. a game that you go at straight up. No. Oh, God, no. No, but, so. but that, I, yeah. Nine and a half, it was ten. Uh, it's down to nine and a half. Uh, Got to talk about the Tennessee-Florida game. And I was looking at that game early, and it, it's so, and it's just because, like we talked about before, it's so ingrained in me that, man, Florida is really tough to beat in their own building. But I think you're right. I just don't think they're good enough. No. I think Billy Napier, I, I, I hate to make this a weekly Billy Napier. <laughs> <laughs> the Blockout Sports Pod is the official Billy Napier bashing podcast in the country. Wyoming going to Texas after the big emotional win. Exactly. 
No. Hey, Wyoming's good. Yes, they are. Yeah. And they're getting 28. Yeah, they beat the Texas Tech team yes. at, at, at yes. home with Oregon. Yes. That's, yeah, uh, they are playing well. And if you think they're not going to come in to Texas oh, Stadium yeah. and be ready. And Texas like, has just had the win of the century for them. So. That's a 29-point spread, and I could easily see Wyoming covering that. I also like the Toppers. Uh, Western is is uh, supposed to win their conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming in, playing well. They've got a potent offense, a lot of senior leadership, great quarterback, great wide receiver, going against a uh, young Ohio State team with a quarterback that's, that is having some growing pains. Here, here's my thing with Ohio State, and, and, and I'm going to say this. I'm not going to bet Ohio State games this year at all because I think they have too much. I don't think. I know they have way too much talent to be playing as poor as they are. I don't want to be on the ass end of when it clicks. Yeah, yeah. when they finally figure it out. Oh, yeah. That's, That's sure. Yep. So I, I feel like they're just setting it up and dragging it around. That's right. I got an interesting game. So Friday night, no one, of course, people are watching the Illinois-Kansas game, right? <laughs> so Kansas, you start watching the game, what are they up, Joey? 35-7. to seven. Well, yep. 35-7, Illinois yep. is looking horrible. I'm going, oh, God, here we go again, da da well, I don't know what happened at halftime, but Illinois came back and made that one hell of a game towards the end. They still lost, but, uh, you know, them at home, uh, that's a night game with Penn State coming in. could be a little tricky. Penn State could be looking ahead. And don't forget that uh, – I love this Penn State this week. Just a year or two ago – Was it – Two years ago, maybe, that uh, Illinois came to Penn State as a huge underdog and won that game that went to, like, 50 overtimes. Remember? It was a it was a slog in the mud. And all I'm saying is I think Illinois is very well coached. I, I don't think they have the talent to hang with Penn State this particular year. I think Penn State is too good. I think Penn State wins and covers that spread personally. Um, I think we I think we wiped the slate. It's time well, to get to the Georgia, big road trip. We got Georgia Tech, Ole Miss. Oh yeah, Georgia Tech, Ole Miss. Which Georgia Tech is playing well, mm-hmm. which isn't my favorite game. And that line has been moving. It's been all over. It's been from twenty-two yeah. and it's sitting at eighteen. Right I now. have that circled too. That's yeah, just, uh, um, it's at Ole Miss. Georgia Tech. I don't really know what we have with Georgia Tech. I know they have fast receivers and uh, unpredictable quarterbacks. Um, After watching, uh, I, I think an over on that game. Might, I, yeah, I know I you hate overs. No, I hate uh, over. No, but Ole Miss looked at Tulane. I don't think it was the fa- it was a good crowd or anything, but I, I really think that Ole Miss just uh, they had to make a lot of adjustments. I think Georgia Tech's going to give them some trouble. I do too. Yeah, you said that early in the week, and I was all over it too. We were like, "Yep, looking at it, Georgia Tech," which is always scary whenever we're on the same page. I know. I, we I need a it. third person. We know. <laughs> we just need to break the curse, and then we like, did. if we win together, we're gonna, we're gonna be together. Yeah. we're gonna be together. We'll be celebrating so. at the slippery noodle. Like, let's get yeah. into that, Travis. Yes. That so, okay. So this weekend, uh, 
the big game of local interest here. Uh, obviously, we are in Louisville, Kentucky, and we are in the Downstairs Pub, which is a uh, homage to all things Indiana University. And they play each other on oh. Saturday at noon at Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah, baby. Um, Fred. Yeah, which, you know, and I did want to touch on that briefly just because from a selfish standpoint, they announced this series, I don't even remember, it was years and years ago because I remember looking at the schedule and going, my God, when they play that game, I'm going to be 50 years old. (laughs) Well, now I'm 50 years old. I mean, it's no big deal, but my thought was, Man, it'll be so fun. That first year, we'll all get together and go to Lucas Oil. Then the second year, everybody, all my friends that are IU people and all my Louisville people will all come to Louisville, and we'll have a great time. We'll have a big party. And then the next year, everybody will go to Bloomington, and we'll have a great time. That was my thought. Now, I understand why Indiana did what they did. Um because Indiana is not in a position. I mean, if you look at what, unless they buy their way out of other games, um, they scheduled relatively dumb. Um, But again, that was several years ago. Nobody knew what was going to be happening. I get it. Indiana needs to schedule wins. Selfishly, I hate it. Not only do I hate it selfishly because we would have had a great time going to the game here and going to the game in Bloomington. I think it was so dumb. Why wouldn't you wait till next week to announce that you're canceling the series? Why on earth would you do it the week? they? What do you think? Well, see, like six months ago, or not, it wasn't even six. It might have been like four months ago. They announced that they were getting out of the Bloomington game. Right. They bought out of that for, I think it was a million dollars. Right. I was like, okay, that's fine. They're coming here to play, so we're just giving up a road game and getting a million dollars in return. Well, then they announced this past week that they're paying $2 million to get out of this one. Here's the way that I look at this. I want to personally thank Indiana for giving $3 million towards Kenny Payne's buyout. (laughs) 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 Well, I just hate it. I, 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 and like I said, I, I get college football's ruined a lot of these matchups because of this realignment. I get why they're doing it. I get why Indiana did it. I wish they wouldn't have. I wish they, if they were going to do it, I wish they would have announced it next week. Because you know what I'm doing? If if I'm a coach at at Louisville, I'm bringing those guys in the locker room, and I'm saying. These dudes are scared to death of us. And <laughs> and let's go out there on Saturday and give them a reason to be scared to death of us. See, you guys scheduled Scott Satterfield, Louisville. And then once Brom came in, you're like, we want no uh, part of this, guys. We're out. That was what I was yeah, wondering. Was I, think, I think Indiana scheduled. I think they scheduled uh, Steve Craigthorpe, Louisville. No, oh, oh, it was? Dude, 
Okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but it it should be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going up on Saturday. Now, I will say this. Now, Tuna, I want to actually talk about the actual game for a second because I feel like... I feel like there there might be a little bit of, especially locally, and I I mean, don't get me wrong, I really like Louisville football. I love Brom, but I feel like a lot of Louisville people are looking at this game and going, "Well, this is a this is an easy win. It's Indiana. I mean." Oh, but no, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not saying that, that that's, I'm telling you, that's a general perception that I'm seeing on social media and on fan sites and things like that. And I'm, and, and then I'm looking at it and I'm going, what do you think the score would be if Louisville played Ohio State this weekend? I think that Indiana has the not a depth standpoint or anything like that. I think Indiana has the two best players on the field on Saturday. Okay. Okay. Um, well, clearly one is Jalen Lucas, okay, right. who is uh, and but here's the thing. The other thing is Indiana just announced uh, Taven Jackson, uh, Trace Jackson Davis's brother as the starting quarterback. I think that makes a big difference. Now, do I think Indiana is going to win the game? I do not. But I do think that the game comes down to a couple of plays in the fourth quarter. I think I think if you can get it from an IU standpoint, if you could if you could jump on it at 12, I would have been all over it. I think I'm going to say eight to nine is probably the number that I think is probably right, but it would not shock me if Indiana wins the game. It wouldn't shock me. Uh, Tuna. Uh, 
probably the best offensive line that he's played behind since he's been in college. And I'm not sure he knows how to react to it. He's still back there rushing the ball. Yeah. Um, he's got Thrash, though. But Jamari Thrash is a great little player, and I don't know. I mean, we can argue the two best players on the field. I'd say Jamari Thrash has to and be probably one of them. I was going to uh, – I did not mention uh, – Aaron Casey, the linebacker for Indiana, is is the is the guy that I would. But I mean, it's. I don't think there's a question that Jalen Lucas is the most talented football player on the field. But after that, it's 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 it's, it's you know, you can go either way. I think it's going to be a fascinating game. I wish it wasn't at noon. And I think Indiana's offense, uh, outside of Luke, that they have some, they have some, a couple of good wide receivers, a decent running back uh, room, but the from a quarterback standpoint, Taven Jackson has a lot of talent, but he's very young. He is going to make mistakes, and I think for Indiana to have a chance to win. IU has to win the turnover battle. They've probably got to make a play on special teams, whether it be a big punt return, a big kick return. Defensively, you know, they've, they've got to limit the big play because that's where I think Louisville has a chance to. That's the way Jeff Brown's Yes. Yeah. And, uh, but, man, I can't wait for the game. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> hey, everyone, now I'm going to handle this. <laughs> Um, I am going to say it will be Louisville 23, Indiana 16. <laughs> I'm just going to tell mine in front of you, Tina. I have 24-17. Okay. <laughs> which is 50.5. 50. Uh, 50 and I, a half. I'm going 24-10. Is that right? 100%. I've been itching at that one, I'm telling you. I've been amped for it all evening. And now you get to watch a game with me where I'm going to take the under. Are you going to jo- Are you all going to join me I, with the under? I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> I am joining you, Fred. I am joining you. Well, I can't wait for the game. It's going to be so much fun to go. No matter what happens uh, during the game, it'll be a great time this weekend in Indianapolis. I'm very much looking forward to it. We will obviously recap that game. Not to mention Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah. Oh, dude, we're talking uh, 
Yeah, it'll. Football, yeah, baby. yep. Um, and that, that's what I wanted to jump into quickly was, uh, week one of the NFL, obviously, (laughs) obviously the, uh, the big story in the NFL this week is the, uh, horribly unfortunate, uh, injury to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Tuna touched on it earlier, uh, talking about his fantasy team, but, just from a sports fan standpoint, now everybody knows that I'm not the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan that ever lived, but I was very much looking forward to watching him play for the Jets this year and see what he could do. And, and man, you know, I turned the game on. The crowd was going crazy. It was the celebr- not a celebration, a remembrance of 9-11. Yeah, he runs out with the American flag. It was a tremendous uh, uh, anthem and, and and all that. And then I went upstairs for about five minutes, and I came back down, and I texted Tuna and Fred, and I said, what happened? I see him on the cart, and... Then I I think you were the first one five minutes after it happened. You said, well, the rumor is it's it it's an Achilles. And I was like, oh, my God. And, of course, that's what it ends up being, and he's out for the season. And I feel like as sports fans, you're robbed of, like, a great storyline uh, of what could have been. Now, and I feel personally terrible for him having to go through that, but I feel bad for fans of football and fans of the NFL, yes, whether you were going to be rooting for him or against him. I know. I know. I thought Aaron Rodgers was, I, I, I was over him. I was a little, uh, thought he was weird. This, that, ever, not that he isn't. But you really get a different side of him on hard knocks, man. And I don't think there's anyone that didn't pull yeah. him for him in that game. I think Travis is, is, is brought this up to me several times as to how much I dislike several people in the sports world about separating the craft from the person. Right, right. Um, Aaron Rodgers, whether you like him or dislike him off the field, he is one of the best and most exciting quarterbacks to ever play the game. Um, I I don't know. I appreciate watching Aaron Rodgers play. I've always been a fan of Aaron Rodgers. You have to respect him. I mean, uh, you don't have to like him, but you have to respect him. Woes. He has won a Super Bowl, but he's had a lot of playoff woes lately with the Packers with good players. But he's a guy's guy. He's a, he's a free. You see him in the locker room on, on that. All his teammates, like, absolutely. I was going to say, he it. seems to be a tremendous and teammate. I going to bat for some of those guys earlier in the season, the coach and stuff, after uh, your boy who's 0-1 started ripping it over in Denver. I can't, um, I can't imagine, I cannot imagine if they tell him there's, you know, if you rehab this for a year, you can come back. I cannot imagine him going out like this. I just don't see it happening. Okay.
basically ruined his career when he was gone after that. Now, he played a position that was completely different. Playing linebacker is a completely different now, and Let me ask you one other thing. You may or may not know this, and I have no idea. Has the medical technology... Okay. Speak for yourself. Yeah. I think if, if he comes back from it and goes steps back on the field, then he has earned even more respect from all of America and deserves it. And I hope like hell that he does, yeah. just from a selfish standpoint. I would love to see him go out on his own terms. You know, it's yeah, he's the old guy that doesn't sit around and eat avocado ice cream all the time like Tom Brady. He drinks scotch and, and eats mushrooms and, and it's just meat and all that stuff. So. And you know guys at at his level, you know, especially playing quarterback in the NFL, so very rarely do these guys get to leave on their own terms. You know, if you think back about, you know, give me, you know, the top 20 quarterbacks in the history of the NFL, so often they end up leaving because they got hurt, because they get cut, because they get old. Very rarely do does somebody get to say, I'm leaving at the top of my game because I don't want to, I don't know if it's tarnish your legacy or whatever, but I just, I just have a hard time, if what you say is true, I have a hard time thinking that he's not going to do, now whether or not it works, we don't know, but I can't imagine him not trying like hell to come back. Well, I think there's some really bad teams, and, and and we try not to overreact. You know, they always call it overreaction Monday. But, boy, some teams really laid eggs. I'm going to list them for you. Please do. Steelers. Yep. Bengals. Yep. Seahawks. Yep. Bears. Yep. Texans. Yep. Giants. Yep. No, no, nobody.
Man, he was terrible. Well, he made. Yeah. Yep. I picked him up today. I picked him up on a waiver wire. Yeah, well, we don't... We don't care about the CBS. We don't care about the CBS waiver wire on in in this league. Okay. I'll tell you a place. I, I'll tell you a place he could. Uh, he could. He, he could play. <laughs> he. <laughs> 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 
he's not going to make it. I, I agree. I agree. He looked good when he played. He impressed the hell out of me because I was down on him. He played well. They need a lot of help, mm-hmm. and uh, if you're leaning on him as a as a real rookie, a su- I mean, the youngest he's the youngest quarterback to ever start for the franchise, and so you're leaning on him as that young of a guy. You've got to help him out, or he is going to get killed. Yes. Yes. That's right. I'm looking forward to seeing how how the Packers season goes now. I mean, that's a whole nother storyline now with Rodgers being injured and I and we don't know. I mean, the Bears by every metric that I saw just looked horrendous so it's hard to say how good the Packers are but they were good enough to beat the holy hell out of them last week so I know I know I know uh um Fred uh I think you have our Fred, I think you have our um, our uh, picks from last week and how we did. So uh, fill us in. How'd we do last uh, week? Here's how we did. Uh, we're gonna go through them. Uh, let's start with the tuna. He won on Colorado. Uh, he. Uh, I, I want to ask him first. Uh, this big, huge game that you're gonna watch. This blockbuster game. <laughs> Stanford and USC. Yeah. Stanford getting 31. How did you enjoy your game? Because my Auburn Cal game was 14 to 10, and it was kind of a good little defensive battle. Well, unfortunately, I didn't watch it because okay. I was watching USC fighting. But I will say that there was a Heisman Trophy winner playing in that game. Was there one that played uh, in the Cal Auburn no, game? No, oh, okay. But, but okay. Well, it was so a whenever blowout. you get a chance to Great watch a Heisman Trophy winner, you, you want to do that. Great blowout USC. I, I couldn't find the channel either, by the way. Uh, Matt, Matt uh, so Tuna <laughs> here, uh, he had Colorado and Ole Miss. He went, Matt went, uh, Tuna went three and one. He won on Iowa at Iowa State and lost on Jimbo, but 
the Grimbo uh, at Miami. Yeah. You said, I'm taking Texas A&M. They're going to win. Yep. They're going to cover. And I was And they wrong. got dusted. No. Hey, I hear you. Way to stick it out. Fred, how did I do last week? Travis Carter uh, went 2-1. and one. He had Colorado and Kansas and lost, as most of us did, on Utah. <laughs> Johnny Utah. Uh, Fred went 5-1. and one. Uh, one on Colorado, lost on Utah, one on Ole Miss and Texas State. By the way, that Ole Miss and cover was one of the most exciting. <laughs> it was. It was. It was. Oh, dude, I mean, what the I was hell? all over it. I was all over it. Watching that game right before Bama came on, I loved it. Uh, that and the Oregon covers were two of the most exciting of the day. And I got to finish up with my unders. Uh, Fred went two and one. Uh, lost on Northwestern at UTEP. Uh, apparently, Northwestern got an offense uh, somehow. And well, big. But yeah. I did crush the two unders of Virginia Tech, one of the worst teams in football, and Purdue and Iowa, Iowa State, obviously. I mean, who don't bet Iowa? I, I think Iowa has become one of my favorite teams right now. So with all that being said, uh, let's move into our picks for this week. Um, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, tuna. What do you got? Awesome. Freddie. Well, I am really liking uh, a good quality team that's playing good football against another team that is not playing bad. But I just think this team may have them. K-State at Missouri given six. I like that six. Uh, I also like Houston at home plus eight giving uh, against Pet TCU. Uh, we, we obviously, uh, uh, we've all talked about Mississippi State getting 10 at home. I think that's what the spread is. Uh, that, that might be wavering from what I'm looking at uh, currently. But LSU, um, 
Uh, we talked about Wyoming. Uh, let me give you my unders. U of L, Indiana. I told you I love that under. I love Iowa State, Ohio under. <laughs> uh, I also love Nebraska, Illinois, uh, Northern Illinois under. Uh, and then as we move on, I got one uh, pro football game uh, that I was looking at, and I. I think it was a total buzzsaw, uh, but I, I have said that I do not think that the Bengals are, are – I think they're going to have an off year this year. I think the Ravens go in there plus four and win that. Okay. I, I hate to say that, Bengals fans, but I'm sorry. Burrow doesn't look good. <clears throat> um, quickly, uh, after a week off last week, Colin comes back with some picks. Uh, he's taking Tulane. Minus 12 and a half. He's taking Washington minus 16 and a half. He's taking Indiana plus 10. And he said, maybe throw this one out there. I think this might be more Purdue hate than anything. He's taking Syracuse against Purdue. Uh, Travis is taking against my better judgment. I'm taking Vanderbilt minus four at UNLV. I'm taking Florida State to cover the 26 against Boston College. Washington, that goes without saying. But the the game I think may be the lock of the college week. Nobody talked about. I'm taking Fresno. Ah. Fresno State against Arizona State. Three. I think Fresno wins that game by ten. Um, and then, and then uh, my NFL lock of the week is uh, the Lions minus five and a half against the Seahawks. Um, but uh, you know, we'll see what happens uh, this week. As we said, it's not uh, it's not covered in glory as far as great matchups go but there are entertaining games there are things that this weekend yeah it, it's definitely like college football is giving us a weekend that you can go to the pumpkin patch with your family and you can do stuff and it's not that big of a deal because the game's not that great whatever you got to do to get the wife and kids and keep them happy do it this weekend because next weekend is a loaded slate the of capstone games. is going to be rocking just an insane amount of like great top 25 matchups with throughout. not a lot of people or you can uh or you can come to Indianapolis and join us all at the game of the week at uh, Lucas Oil this Saturday which uh Tailgating. it'll be great we will have some uh Yeah uh I just wanted to say before we do that uh we will have uh on social media, I will be uh, posting some things from from the game this weekend. I can't wait to go. We've got a big crew of Indiana people, a big crew of Louisville people. It should be an absolute ball. Uh, tuna, final thoughts? Uh, on the Louisville game? No, just oh, okay. on anything oh. in per- <laughs> Just on anything. Oh, there you go. Uh, I mean, I don't really know. There's a, a documentary a guy at work was 
tell me about this drop, and it's actually filmed Mexico, here in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, it's about Ohio Valley Wrestling, and it's on Netflix now. Yes. Uh, apparently it was filmed all around the state of Kentucky. It's filmed over at the Armory on... Um, uh, Danny Davis, the old Danny Davis yeah, Arena. Absolutely. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, yeah, so that's out, and apparently all, all episodes are available to stream now. It's supposed to be great. So if I, as soon as I find time, I'm going to try to fit that in. It's supposed to be great. Fred. Uh, I wanted to throw a shout-out to the uh, uh, WNBA. Uh, I've been keeping an eye on this player since she played college at UConn. And I'm going to tell you right now, Brianna Stewart is going to be the greatest women's player of all time. And that's, and that's saying something with some of these girls that have been around. I love that you're going WNBA. I, I, I love this. Man, I can't tell you how much I love that, Fred, because I'm a fan of of the women's game as well, and uh, and uh, from that standpoint, I would like to uh, extend a uh, congratulations to Grace Berger, uh, in Indiana University alumna, and uh, from Louisville, Kentucky who was uh, voted to the all-rookie team in the WNBA this year, which is, wow. which, is, WNBA, which is super cool. Right um, nothing, nothing about the US Open, <laughs> well, I know. All right, hold on. Speaking of US, one more thing. I, I need to touch on this. For What time do those games go off? Well, are are tomorrow they? Tomorrow it kicks off. Um, France and Namibia play tomorrow at three o'clock. <laughs> okay. I just like who? What country? Namibia, which is a country <laughs> in Africa that sits right above South Africa. Nice. It's right next to Botswana. That's your geographical. <laughs> okay. I was gonna say, uh, welcome to the blockout geography lesson tonight. Guys, uh, awesome episode tonight. I cannot wait for the, this weekend. Uh, we're going to have a ball uh, up in Indianapolis. It'll be great. Uh, I can't wait to uh, come back here next week and break everything down. Um, if you enjoy the show, please tell a friend. We have noticed a little bit of a bump the last couple of weeks, which I think <clears throat> has a lot to do with uh, college football getting up and running. And uh, we just want to keep growing it. And the only way it grows is by word of mouth. 
So please uh, let somebody know that you enjoy the block out. Um, and uh, we can't wait to be back here again next week uh, for the whiteboard man, Jody. For the big fella, the tuna, country Matt Kempf, and the fabulous one, Freddie Benders. This is Travis Carter saying so long, everybody. Thank you.